This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is the sound of now on Joy 94.9. Hello and welcome. My name's Triana Butler. Thanks for being here. A few weeks ago, Australian artist Sarah St. James was working on a song called Mad at God about what it was like for her growing up as a young, queer, plus-size woman in the church and how lonely and ostracized she felt during that. She had no idea just how strongly this was going to resonate with people until she put an unfinished clip of the song on her TikTok account. It blew up right across the world and she had to race back to the studio to get that song finished. We had a really great chat about this song, about where she was at, about her experiences. It does get quite heavy at times. There is mention of depression and suicide and so if that's something that might affect you, this might not be the podcast for you to listen to. However, if you live inside Australia, head to joy.org.au forward slash support and you'll find a whole bunch of organizations listed who you can chat to about what you're dealing with, including LGBTQIA plus organizations like Switchboard and QLife. That website again is joy.org.au forward slash support. Okay, with that out of the way, here is my chat with Sarah and James. <laughs> Sarah and James, thanks so much for hanging out today. You're in such a, an odd position with this song because I can't think of any other artists who have released a, a clip of an unfinished song online and had that go viral and then been put in a position where they have to then go back into the studio to finish the song knowing the expectation and the hype that has been built up behind this song. Yeah, yeah. It's been... um nerve-wracking to say the least because I was terrified that people wouldn't like the rest of the song because <laughs> I only post the chorus and I was like what if everyone hates the verses or what's yeah. the what's the feedback been like amazing uh, like amazing people have sent me videos of them crying and dancing and lip-syncing and doing covers and it's been better than I ever could have imagined like I have literally been crying intermittently all day (laughs) so talk me through what happened you put this online before it was done so I actually I had a FaceTime session with my friend Brie Clark who I wrote the song with and we we literally sat down on the couch and we wrote this song in like an hour and a half and thought like oh that's that's a cool song it's pretty like sensitive though I don't know whether or not I'll release it so I put it kind of on the shelf and I was like well we'll see what happens and I'll get some feedback when people listen to the demos and then I'll decide what to do. And then I got back from Adelaide from Christmas holidays and I was sitting at home and I was like, I need to make a TikTok because a couple of weeks prior I had one go semi-viral and I thought, well, I want to keep, I guess, the hype up and keep the content flowing. So I posted that snippet thinking maybe three, 400 people would see it. I went to bed and it was on 13,000. I was like, oh my God, this is like incredible. I woke up in the morning, it was on 86,000. And then the next day it was on 200,000. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? <laughs> it must have blown your mind. Yeah, it did. It did. Because I don't like, I never expected it to happen. I think as well, being from Australia, like a lot of the time as an artist, at least personally, like I feel quite um, far away from like what my goal to be an artist is. Like I really want to reach American and European fans as well as Australian and like, that can be really difficult coming from Australia. And 
like somehow the algorithm worked in my favor and pretty much made it go viral in America. <laughs> so now I've finally cracked the Americans. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a subject topic that is going to strike a chord with people, particularly in America, where there are so many young uh kids who are growing up in the church and having to deal yeah. with these experiences. Mm. Um, so I'm not surprised that it blew out there. You, you called it sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about this song and what it means to you. Um, that actually, that's the first time I've really been asked that, but I think the reason is because I, I've never really spoken openly about this sort of thing. Like I've always been quite coy about it because I did grow up in a Christian house. I went to a private Christian school. I was terribly bullied through school from like year three to year 12. And that was for being fat. I was like the ugly one. Then it got out that I was at the time, there was a rumor that I was bi. And then that became, you know, you know, you know, and it just, I've never really spoken about it. So when I wrote the song, I thought, you know, this, probably no one's going to hear this. Like maybe it will just sit in my demos for a year and I'll shelve and I won't release it. But um, I guess another reason more so why it's sensitive, which is kind of, I don't know, it's a weird situation to talk about, but the bridge is specifically about when I was 15 and I was, I was very suicidal between 15 and 16 because I just didn't see how I was going to get out of it. And the bridge is actually written from the perspective of myself when I was that age, sitting on my bathroom floor, considering that, um, and feeling wronged by God at the time. So the whole song just needs to come with a trigger warning, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> and if this conversation has upset you, by the way, um, you can head to our website, joy.org.au forward slash support. We have a whole bunch of resources and support orgs that you can chat to, including inside Australia, LGBTQIA plus support orgs who want to chat with you about whatever you're dealing with. Um, I want to talk about, for people who perhaps don't know what it's like growing up in the church or growing up in that kind of environment, it kind of takes over your life. Like it's your entire mm-hmm. friendship group. It's your school. It's yeah. your family. There really is no escape from that. And so yeah. it's not something that I think is talked about particularly often. No, no, I think that's, that's the number one comment that I had. And, and even in the messages and everything that I've had, like, like I said, like, cause when it was in, it's gone viral really in America and there's so many, kids who are 14, 15, who like, I grew up in the Bible belt. I'm not out. Like I've never heard my story put into words. And honestly, I think one of the coolest parts about this experience is that I just told my story and then it resonated with so many people and I just didn't expect that to happen. But the craziest thing is, is that in the comment section of the TikTok, there's, it's 410,000 views now. There is thousands of comments of every, like all these people in varied ages and backgrounds and everything saying this is my story and it just what a community like what a community of people who have all experienced the same thing and I was saying like yesterday if this is my peak that's fine because even if this song does something for every single one of those kids I'm kind of speechless about it I don't I'm a bit all over the place but (laughs) it's it's a lot yeah, I was, I was. I was. No, that's all right. I was talking with one of my friends about this song because she, without me, you know, kind of talking about the song too much and being like, "Hey, everyone, listen to this." She kind of independently posted on her Instagram saying, "I can't remember the last time I was this excited about a song release and how her heart is breaking over how beautiful it is." And we got to chatting about it, and she was like, "It's really difficult to see teens." 
connecting with it because you get so much yep. hope from you know how Gen Z is so progressive. Yeah. But the fact that those feelings are still there and yes. How, how do you feel about the fact that as much as those feelings are there, there is this real sense of hope and community around this song? It's the single best thing that I've ever experienced because I think that as well, like coming at it from my mid twenties, I can look at it and now also say like, I understand it, but there is another side. Like I know it's really hard to see at that age. Like I remember how depressed I was and and how sad I was. And when you're at that age, you just can't see how it could possibly get any better. And I think going through it and telling my story and having all thousands of people tell theirs as well, really brings it home that there's a community of people who are going through the same thing. So hopefully some, you know, young teenager who is struggling with these sort of things can maybe see it and think, okay, cool. I should hold on because when I'm 25, it's going to be a different story. So it's, it's an interesting experience because I think a lot of the time being older now, I really look at it as Gen Z being this super progressive generation where, like anyone can be who they want to be. And I, it's still just not that way. And that's confronting, but it's nice that they've been able to find each other through the comments and the videos and everything. So, yeah. This is the sound of now. When you came out, did you come out as pansexual or did you have a different? No. No. <laughs> no I, when I came out, I came out as my exact words were not straight because I was just too scared to label myself because I wasn't comfortable. And I think that was obviously from the way that I was brought up that anything that any, anything that wasn't straight was bad and evil. And, and, you know, that's what I got bullied for. So I didn't want to go and label myself that. So I, when I came out to my mum, I was like, well, first time I was 11 and then she said it was a phase and then that was it. And then I never spoke about it with her again. But then it took me years and years and years to bring it up. And I said that I wasn't straight and then it progressed to bisexual and then it progressed to pansexual. And that's how I've left it. <laughs> Did you find, you know, when, when someone comes out as pansexual or some kind of sexuality that is not, you know, the well-known like gay or lesbian or bi, there is a kind of stigma with that that feels mm. like, you know, it's some made up thing. It's not legit. You're just attention seeking that yes. sort of thing. Did you feel that, um, that stigma yes. kind of, hmm, I don't know how to put this. Did you, did you feel that stigma intensely? Was it something that concerns you? Uh, yes, I felt it in a, a couple of different ways. I mean, I'm in a relationship with a guy, so by erasure and, and well, that's, you know, the term that I would use is seriously a real thing. Um, my, a lot of my family specifically said, oh, you're not, you're with your partner. And I'm like, what? Like, that doesn't mean my identity is any different. Um, but then also when I was in school, it was um, used as like, a, oh, hook up with your best friend in front of us, if you know, that sort of thing. So it's kind of been both ends of the spectrum of being, uh, my sexuality being erased or being fetishized. So I, but I think so many people have experienced that where it's one or the other. And I definitely felt that. I mean, a lot of the time I either wished I was either just gay or straight because I felt like in between for me at least was really horrible. So if yeah. you could speak directly to someone who's feeling that maybe a little bit uncertain about coming out, what would you tell them? 
coming from the point of view as somebody that that had religion and bullying holding them back I mean that I can speak on at least from my perspective is that I know that it's a very very scary concept and that obviously you have all these thoughts running through your head about what you could lose but honestly like my the weight on my shoulders when I finally said it and when I stuck to my guns and I was like no this is absolutely who I am and if you have a problem with that then that's your problem and not mine there is such a power in that and it's it's not like any other thing I've really felt before so I think that you have to you have to have that courage and that bravery to like just say the words out loud. And I think that's another thing. Like sometimes you're not ready to say it to everybody. Sometimes you have to say it to yourself in the mirror until you're comfortable with it. And then it's all about self-acceptance, but sometimes you have to do it in different stages. Yeah. It's that concept of not um, necessarily coming out, but inviting in certain people who you're choosing to let know because not everybody necessarily needs to know in that moment. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. Your business is your business as well. And I think that sometimes there's this big pressure on, on, uh, at least for me anyway, I found a big pressure on labels, you know, and for me, I feel most comfortable saying I'm queer. And I mean, any, I'm happy to say I'm pansexual, everything like that. But like, for me, I feel more comfortable as queer as, as, as a label per se, because it's an umbrella term. And like, if you don't want to justify who you are to anybody, you don't need to. But if you want to, there is a great power in that. This is The Sound of Now on Joy 94.9. Triana Butler here chatting with Sarah St. James. Sarah, last time we spoke, you were just walking out of the studio. I think you were between going from the studio to somewhere else. And you were like, I've got an EP on the way. And Mm -hmm. this is how I want it to sound like. And this is what it's going to be like. Where are we at? It's done. It's done? (laughs) Yeah, it's done. I finished it. I had my last session yesterday. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I was going to release the EP in a couple months, but I, I think it may be a little bit sooner than that now. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Look, everything's been pushed forwards because I want to – If you know what it's like when you find an artist you like? You just want to listen to all their stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I want to give that to anybody who's found me and is, like, standing, you know? <laughs> so I've, So far I've got four songs, but I may add a fifth. I wrote one yesterday by accident that we may add to it. Oh, come on. How do you accidentally write a song? Sarah St. James, get real. (laughs) We heard a a synth noise and we're like, oh, that's cool. We should make a song out of that. (laughs) Um, But I can actually update you now because I know the vibe of the EP and it is a story arc of being from a small town and bullied and queer and all of those things combined into one. And it is very much a story from... I'll tell you a bit of exclusive that the first song is Mad at God, which is me at 15. I've so got one. starting point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gracious. Yeah. So I've got uh, Mad at God is when I was 15. The second one is 17 years old. The third one is about 21. And the fourth one is now. So there's this very strong story arc of my mental health and, <laughs> and my vibes from each age. So, yeah, that's going to be soon. <laughs> All right, soon. I, I will write that in, in my calendar soon. I'm cool You'll get that. it first. I'll I... literally I'll DM you straight away. <laughs> Here you go. Thank you very much. I'll Anytime. just get that on the record. Where This is on video. Yeah, great. Excellent. Yes. Thank yes. you for that. <laughs> Sarah St. James, the song is called Mad at God. Let's play it. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it.
Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. And all the best with this EP, all the best with whatever is next for you on TikTok, everywhere else. <laughs> mate, every, it, you got momentum. You got the wind at your back. It's all your thank way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Find the full playlist on the Joy website, joy.org.au forward slash the sound of now. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.